Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. The message today is entitled, Three Things You Need to Know About Evil. And folks, you really need to know these things. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, The Gospel writer tells us that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, He was hungry. And then, and then, in His period of weakness, the tempter came to Him. And the Gospel writer tells us that after a series of three temptations, Jesus finally said to Him, to Satan, away from Me, Satan, For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. And the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. So in light of this spiritual battle that occurred in the life of Jesus and the spiritual battles that occurred in the life of the early church and in the life of the historic church, there are three things you really need to know about evil. The first one is that evil has a personification. Folks, it really is personal. It's personal. Many people today, based on Maybe what they see in Hollywood, for instance, Star Wars, social media, think that evil exists, but it only exists as an impersonal force. Let me just assure you this, in my years of experience in ministry, I can tell you that evil is definitely personified. Evil has a personality. Evil has a personal manifestation. We call them demons. We call them fallen angels. We call them Satan and the devil. Not merely a force. There is in fact a demonic army. There is in fact a demonic plan with a demonic strategy and with demonic tactics. And deception is a major tactic. Satan's motto is that if you don't have to fight, don't fight. It's better just to deceive. Keep people in the dark so they don't resist. Kind of this attitude, don't worry, be happy. But one day, one day, those of you who are deceived by the evil one, you're going to die and you're going to find yourself in an eternity without God. So evil has a personification. It's a personality. You need to know that. It's extremely personal. And you need to understand too that 
If you're faithfully following Christ, the evil one is coming for you and those you love. And I don't say that to scare you. I say that to warn you. And if you're faithfully going to follow Christ in this world, you've got to be warned is that the evil one is going to come after you. And he's going to come after those you love. And honestly, honestly, I want to, I want to be really forthright and transparent. For some folks, that's enough to get them to stop following the Lord. I've met too many people too many people who have said, you know what? When I start to follow the Lord faithfully, I always get opposition. I always get pain in my life. I always get trials and tribulations. And so, so I've just given up following the Lord. There's people who've shared this with me through the years. And the enemy says, hey, once you're out of the game, once you're out of the game, I'll lighten up on you. But, I want to warn you too, eventually if that's you, like a wolf, Satan's going to come around and check on you again. He's just going to let you loose for a little while. Make you an example. But he'll come around. He'll come around. You see, the warning for you that you need to know about evil is that no matter who you are, no matter where you are, you are not going to escape Trials and temptations and oppressions by the evil one in this life. Some of you are going to face more. Some of you are going to face less. Think about it this way. Even Jesus was not immune from temptation. This wasn't a one and done thing. The spiritual warfare that surrounded Jesus was so severe that it, it culminated in the cross of Christ. He culminated in a spiritual battle of struggle that took place while Christ was in the grave for three days and three nights. The Scripture says what happened during that time is a mystery, but I want you to know that there was a spiritual conflict going on during that time and Christ overcame the evil one in the grave. He overcame death. And until He comes again, the battle's going to continue. It's not a one and done thing. You don't believe me? Just read Bible prophecy. And the more you read Bible prophecy, and you think about it, and you meditate on it, the more I think you come to the realization it's being fulfilled in front of our very eyes. Don't you think so? Don't you think all the things that Jesus warned about, it's happening right now. And again, I'm not going to take time in this venue to teach about those things. I do have a, a podcast that I, I've taught about the last days and um, eschatology, and you're welcome to go back through that and check it out. So you need to know that evil really has a personification. The devil isn't a myth. There's a real devil. There's real demons. They are really at work in the world. They prefer to work by deception, but if they can't, they, they work in other more overt means. They prefer to stay in the dark if they can. And if you're faithfully following Christ, you're going to face, you're going to face trials in this life. You're going to face oppressions. You're going to face temptations. But there's going to be this opposition. 
That's why you need to learn about spiritual warfare. You need to learn how to fight. Unfortunately, there are some teachers in the church who say you shouldn't focus on anything that's dark or that's evil. It's just a distraction. Just focus on the light. And there's some truth to that. But I just want to say that they're, they're sincerely wrong about it. And they're sincerely leading people astray. And there's people who are, who are good people who are in the church and they come and they look for ministry and they look for deliverance and they're told, oh, just don't dwell on the bad. Just don't dwell on the darkness. Thank God there's some people in the church who know about spiritual warfare and know how to fight it. And again, it's great that we have some giants in the church. Whether they're pastors or priests or church leaders. Whether they're your grandma or your grandpa. Whether they're wonderful people of faith. They're wonderful when they're around to defend you, but when they're not, who's going to fight for you? You gotta learn how to fight this war. You gotta learn how to fight this fight. One of the greatest errors of our secular culture is the belief that secular education restrains evil. How many of you were taught that in school? The more educated you are, the better person you're gonna be. It is a demonic lie. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, Russian author who spent years in the Russian gulag after World War II, said that after secular Marxist education in the Soviet Union became universal, things became worse and more evil. And let me just give you a warning that by its very nature, progressive cancel culture is Marxist. Liberalism is no longer liberalism. It's neo-Marxist liberalism. And cancel culture first seeks to take away your civil liberties, your right to free speech, your right to freedom of religion, your right to freedom of assembly, your right to be secure in your person, in your papers. First, they come for your civil liberties and then they come for your liberty. They lock you up. And the final thing they're going to come for is your life. And this isn't hyperbole, folks. This is history. And it's a strategy of the demonic. You see, the only thing that restrains evil in this world is the grace of God. Think about it. The only thing that restrains evil in this world is the grace of God. The only thing that's going to restrain evil from oppressing your life is the grace of God. And that grace is especially manifest through the church. The church that Jesus and the apostles founded. That church. That's the way it was intended to be. And Christ 
in the apostles founded the church on earth. And it is to be understood as the church militant. And the church that is also in heaven is to be understood as the church triumphant. Those who have gone on before us, they've received their reward. They're with the Lord. Amen? But here on earth, we strive, we struggle, we fight spiritual fights. We are to be the church militant. You see, the lost and the hurting and the spiritually broken of this world need you to be the church militant. Your friends need you to be the church militant. They, they need you to fight for them. How about your husband? How about your wife? How about your marriage? I've seen so many marriages tank over the years. Husbands and wives, you need to fight for your marriage. You need to become the church militant. Satan's coming after marriages. He wants to break up the family. And parents, your kids need you to fight for them. Because there's a battle for the youth in this land, isn't there? There's a battle. It's just, it's just gone out in the open. Recently, we went to watch the movie The Jesus Revolution. And during the movie, these kids were involved in hallucinogenic drugs, mind expansion, a little bit of the, the New Age. And I wrote a comment on my Facebook site, Father, Father John Ahmed Facebook site, about the movie. I said, as ridiculous as this seems, the spiritual warfare that faced that generation of kiddos in the 60s and 70s is nothing like what they're facing today. I mean, how could you even believe, believe that would happen? But it is. The fight is so much more profound. You see, the church that was founded by Christ and the apostles is the church militant. And that doesn't mean it's the church that's angry. It means that it is the church fighting with the good news of Jesus. And again, the most profound spiritual weapon we have is the message of Jesus and His love. That's our greatest weapon, but we have other gifts in the arsenal as well. The Apostle Paul said to Timothy, good old Pastor Timothy, a young pastor, chapter 6 of 1 Timothy, he said, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight. At the end of his life, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul told Pastor Timothy again, I fought the good fight and I finished the race and I've kept the faith. Make no mistake about it. You're in a fight. You're in a fight. You have to know that. You have to realize that. For many years, I've been astounded by a reoccurring statistical fact about the United States. Just astounded by it. And that statistical fact is how few people who are of military age are fit to serve. 
77% of those who are eligible to serve and of military age are unfit for service. And I think about the state of the church today. I think about how many of you out there who are listening to me are unfit for service in the church militant. And I don't mean that as an accusation against you. What I'm trying to say is you need to wake up that you're not even fit to serve. Why is that? Could be that you're too arrogant. You think you're prepared when in reality you're just pretentious. I think some of you are unfit to serve because you're unconcerned about what's going on in this world right now. Maybe you've had a bit of success yourself and you're just overconfident. I think there's a lot of you out there who are unfit to serve in the kingdom of God because you're uninformed and you're just unequipped. You've never been taught about spiritual warfare. You've never been warned. You've never been equipped to fight. I think there's so many, there's so many out there who are unfit to serve because they're broken. Is that you? If you're listening today and you're thinking, yeah, Father John, that's me. I'm, I'm unfit to serve right now because I'm so broken. I got good news and bad news. The bad news is that this is only going to get harder. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe something happens in the United States and suddenly this culture becomes a Christian culture again. We all grab our Bibles and we all begin to sing Kumbaya. That ain't going to happen. And you know how I know that? Because the last Jesus revolution didn't produce that. Why would the next? And if you read Bible prophecy, in the midst of the greatest revival that will come upon the world at the end of the age will also be the greatest oppression and persecution and manifestation of evil that the world has ever seen. It's only going to get harder. And that's bad news for you if you're unfit to serve. You've got to learn how to fight. You've got to learn who the enemy is. You've got to learn about spiritual warfare. But the good news is, is that we can fix it. You can fix it. And the great news is you don't have to fight alone. Because what God wants to do in this generation, He wants to raise up the church militant again. And anyway, the church, the church milk toast isn't going to survive. And let's say we've got 50 years. Let's just say, we, let's just say we've got 50 years. But listen, you can learn to become the church militant because you've got brothers and sisters who know how to fight. You've got to find them. You've got to join them. You've got to become the church militant. And you have to let Jesus lead the way. Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. 
Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.